We're in our series called Faith That Works. It's in the book of James. And what we've been talking about is this James was Jesus's brother. And so if you want an argument for why Jesus might be God, his brother said he was. Now, let me ask you a question. I don't know if you have a brother or sister. What would they have to do to convince you they were God? I mean, think about your brother or sister, right? My brother electrocuted me with batteries. That's off the God list, okay? So he, he doesn't make it. But think of, I mean, it's pretty phenomenal when you think this guy was Jesus' brother and is like, yeah, man, he's it. I've lived with the guy, right? It's just amazing. So that's what we've been talking about. And the other thing we've been talking about is that James probably has ADD. And so when you read James, he's all over the map and he'll talk about something and then leave it and then come back to it again and then leave it and then come back. And sometimes some verses are in there and you're thinking, did he just copy and paste this from something? It doesn't make any sense. And so what we're trying to do in our, in our series in James is to kind of bring everything into uh, little sections because we're Americans and we like things in sections. Does this bother anyone that it's crooked? Oh, excellent. Okay, um, so, so um, yeah, so here's the thing what we've been saying, kind of the, the verse that we've been using in James this whole time is, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, uh, and then it goes on, let endurance have its perfect result, Okay. That's why I didn't do it in the first place, okay? Now it's crooked on this side. Now I don't like that. I don't like white. Okay. Um, and so, so we, we've been saying, consider it pure joy. And so what we've been talking about is that the testing of our faith, James puts these into categories that your faith is going to be tested. And when it fails, don't blame the test. Don't say, it was too hard. I studied for essay and it was multiple choice. You didn't tell me it was going to be on that chapter. I didn't know this. Don't say, my, well, if you were married to her, you would have, you know. Don't blame the test. The tests come. And if you fail, blame your faith. And it's not a guilt thing. It's not, I'm a failure. I will walk down the aisle, you know. Oh, it's this idea of now you know something about yourself and about your relationship with God that, that can begin to change. And so our whole thing has been, uh, you need some tests, yo. Um, and that's up there because I'll never get tired of it, okay? And, and so we've been talking about these different kinds of tests and, and, and how we're doing. We've been talking about favoritism. Do we show favoritism to people, maybe based on how much money they make or their education or whatever? Do we, what about the test of wisdom? Do we just rush out and do something, or do we, do we seek God's face? So we've been talking about these different tests, and this morning we're going to talk about uh, another test. Um, but first, I wanted to bring out my iPhone because this week um, they came out with the new operating system for the iPhone, iOS 5. And a lot of things happened in the, in the cell phone industry this week. Uh, almost a week ago, Steve Jobs died. And if anyone owns an iPhone, you were faced with the test of, do I really care about people or do I care about things? Because you went, Steve Jobs died. What's going to happen to the iPhone? Right? And it's like, that's weird. Okay. But that's what happened to me. And I'm like, there's a man with a family and I care about my iPhone. Right? So, so you, you, that happened. 
And so we think, what, what's going to happen to the new cell phone industry and all this kind of stuff? The other thing that happened was uh, RIM, Research in Motion, lost its network for three days. And so anyone that has a BlackBerry, yeah, is like, yeah, I got a Black. Uh, yeah, right? You're, you're pricing out Android phones or whatever, you know? And so you're upset and all this kind of stuff. Because these things have become to us so integrated into our lives that the thought of me not having my precious iPhone, right? It, it, it is horrible. I mean, it's terrible. I signed a contract to be able to have this luxury. Like I saw, yeah, <laughs> with AT&T, Sharon. Yeah, sorry about that. All right. Right. So I, I, I like signed, I committed myself to my iPhone and I got a discount and all that kind of stuff. And here's why. Let me just show you why. Um, with the iPhone and with your Android, don't, 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 this isn't a battle of the iPhones, but you can download this app. Uh, it's called Calorie Counter. And what you do is you, you, you download it, and then when you go to eat somewhere, you put in what it is you're going to eat, and it tells you how many calories that is. And then you can make a choice based on that. Like, like let's say I'm at Carl's Jr., and I'm like, I'll have the double bacon cheeseburger. And you put it in, you're like, holy cow. I think I'll just have, you know, a salad, right? Right? Uh, I, I don't actually use that. Okay. And then there's, um, but you can, and, it's, and you can download it on your iPhone. This next one, this tracks your finances. So, like, let's say you're at the store, and you, you go, and you're going to purchase something, and then you put in what it is you're going to purchase, and then it shows up, your budget shows up, and it, it'll tell you and track are you coming close to going over budget? And then you can make a decision, like you're in line throwing things out of your cart because you're like, I've got to get the number down, you know, and then you finally do. And Okay, I don't, I don't particularly use that one. And then um, there's this one. I, when Cece spoke Spanish up here, I was sitting there again. I, I, I'm going to learn Spanish. One of these days I'm going to learn Spanish. And there's an app for that. It's for this one right here. It's called like, I Spanish or something stupid like that, but it, it teaches you, you can, you've got a dictionary on your phone, a Spanish dictionary, there's um, probably recipes, I, I don't know what's in there, I mean, but there's probably a lot of Spanish things in there, or Hispanic things, um, I don't use it, but you can uh, use that, and then there's this one, this one's awesome, it's called To Do, and you download that and you totally get organized, you like put in all your to do things, you can categorize it, you can have it like when you get to a certain location, remind you that you have to do something. Amazing application. I don't, I don't use that one. But um, this one's called Pursue God. Huh? <laughs> Two-year contract. You can pursue God, right? You download it, and then you can journal. So let's say you're at the store. You've ripped out all the stuff out of the shopping cart, but not because you've good on finances, and it's all healthy because you did your calorie counter, and now you're standing there, and there's something going on, and you're like, you pursue God, and so you're like, God, give me patience in the line, and then you can save them and searchable, and you can email them. I don't use that one, but it's really good. Uh, this one is called Swing Reader. I have this one on my phone. What you do is your buddy um, videotapes you. Well, there's no tape. He records you, uh, on the phone, and then when you make your swing, 
it, it'll line up and it'll tell you like if you're coming too far outside or you know, you're bringing in or your hands are crooked or whatever and then it, it'll, it'll tell you what you need to do to be a better golfer. I got this one. I've never used it, but it's, it looks good. Um, this one is awesome. It's called Relationships, which is so cool because it's like this is Relationships Light. Like, I don't really care about my relationships, but I don't know why it's called light, maybe because it's free or whatever, but um, it'll give you hints on healthy relationships. You come home, your wife's like, well, it's about time you got here, and you're like, it's about time you got here. Oh, sorry, honey, were you expecting me earlier? Uh, you know, or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't actually use this one, but um, I, don't, I don't. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to play the piano app for that on your iPhone. You download it. It has all these uh, different lessons. And then you put the iPhone on and, and you download these things. And there you're playing and it'll tell you how to play I, how to play the piano. You learn how to play the piano. There's an app. Isn't that incredible? Never used it. Um, okay, but I do actually use my iPhone for various things because it's important, right? You spend all this money. There's an unbelievably productive app that everybody should have. Um, it's, <laughs> it's what's going to happen to your GPA if you stay on the computer that long, okay? Uh, no, it's... Um, so this app... Okay, let's say you're sitting around having breakfast with the family. And all of a sudden, one of you are like, I wonder what Joe's having for breakfast. Boop! You just pop on... Joe's probably updated his one, and now you know what Joe... Or you're like, these scrambled eggs are awesome, babe. My baby makes nice scrambled eggs. Bam. And then everybody knows. Everybody knows. Unbelievable app. I use it all the time. I love it. This one is super productive. Uh, it's, it's put out by the Audubon Society. Um, and what it is, it's, it's, it's these, these birds are frustrated, okay? And because some, some uh, swine have stolen their eggs and hid them in these fortresses. And so they launch themselves in a giant slingshot at the fortresses to get the eggs. Um, uh, worth a two-year contract right there, um, but if you're not into that, there's kind of a little bit of controversy that this might actually be better. This one, um, candy swings. So it's like a lot of physics. This is kind of like a physics, if you're into like science, if you're into science and like motion and how things work, like you're going to be a rocket scientist, you'd, you'd use this one. As, as it swings, you cut it and then it lands into that creature's mouth and uh, super, super good. If you got that, this one, I mean, honestly, you can't do without this one. Uh, let's say you're driving, not driving, let's say you're at a light and you're thinking to yourself, I, I got to know the score, you know, Wichita is playing Wichita State or something. And you're soup, I mean, you know, you just compress it and then all the scores come up. Very nice. This is cool. Um, this is Pandora. A, a, a music anytime you want. Any type of music you want. You did go ahead. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Uh, this one's good. This is uh, 
that's a you. T- okay, let's say you're um, picking up your daughter from soccer practice, and you're like, I wonder if anyone's ever rolled a hamster in one of those balls. You click on that thing, and a video of that very thing shows up on your phone. Very helpful. Um, this one, uh, okay. Let's say you're following like um, a famous person and you want to know, yeah, like Aston Kutcher or whatever his name is, and you want to know, man, he's, that guy's like a genius, man. I wonder what he thinks about the International Monetary Fund. And like all of a sudden, up will pop, you know, stoked to be at, you know, like he'll, he'll say stuff to you, Br- brilliant um, mind. And then... Uh, Netflix, Hogan's Heroes, On Demand, you can argue against that. And this is X-Baseball, which is awesome. And the little guy's supposed to be pixelated like that. I have a $400 gaming machine in my pocket, right? But see, when I bought it, and, 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 and what kind of gets me using it is this idea that it might make me productive that and and they and they go off in church which is fantastic right right like when when i downloaded the 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 money app there's something in us it's weird we get the feeling i'm really taking control of my finances like, like, and you read up on it, and you look, and you go, oh, you can, you can make choices while you're in the, ch-. you know, um, you download, and you feel great. The, 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 the calorie counter, when you click it, and it's downloading, you're like, there's only this much more between me and the me I want to be. And it, like, you're just watching it go down, it downloads complete, and you're like, thin is in, and you got it, and you're just ready to go. You go with the, I'm going to play piano. You download it. But isn't it weird how we get excited about stuff that we never do, ever? But there's something weird. There's something that feels good about it. Well, James, 2,000 years ago, said, oh, this is a problem with humanity. This is an issue you're always going to deal with. A new iPhone isn't going to cure it. A new iPad isn't going to cure it. Nothing's going to cure it except what he's about to tell us here. But first, he sheds light on the situation. It's awesome to think, because we tend to think, if I have an iPhone and James doesn't, we're smarter than they were back then. We kind of all believe that, that, you know, you're kind of, everything's dirty. You're kind of right on animals. Now we have a Prius. It's a little better. But this is what James is saying. You'll never be better. We're human. And here's what he says. He says, do not merely listen to the word. And then he uses this unbelievable word. He says, and so deceive yourselves. If it were today, don't just download the apps. You're deceiving yourself. Use them. Use them. Try it out. Take some steps. Just download. He doesn't do anything. And see, we, we in church, we're guilty of this the most. And James knows this. James knows that we will go to church. 
will listen to a sermon and the feeling of guilt or conviction means we're growing. But we're not. Conviction doesn't mean growth. It just means the Holy Spirit's still good at what He does. And praise God you were able to hear at least that. See, conviction, the feeling of guilt, the feeling of you're right, I, I know, I know. You've just deceived yourself if that's all it stays. Now, this, this, um, there's a logo that kind of puts it all into perspective. It's this one here. Like, that's just not motivating. <laughs> just hear it. Just watch it. You know, we sit back, and we watch, but this happens to us all the time. We're watching the Discovery Channel, and we get this feeling, I'm getting smarter. No, uh-uh. You know, watch something really interesting, like, oh, wow, I'm really going to use it. No, you're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, just to sh- kind of show off a little bit, um, if I ever fall into uh, freezing cold water in the Arctic, I know how to get out. <laughs> Saw it. Bear Grylls taught me. Taught me what to do after that. Okay, so there. Never going to use it. See, this isn't, we know Nike's thing is just do it, right? That's why we showed the video in the very beginning for the six of you that were here. Uh, uh, that's why we showed that video. It's like, it's like that's, that doesn't motivate us. Well, James, you think Nike came up with this? James had this down. Do what it says. It says, if you just hear, if you just learn and you get the feeling of conviction and you go, oh, man, awesome sermon, pastor. Oh, I felt it down here. That's it. You know, pastors normally are like, yes, nailed it, convicted them. That doesn't do any good. Conviction is not growth in our relationship with Jesus. Just to go, I agree, <laughs> doesn't help us. He says, do not merely be hearers. Now, what, what does that say? Here, definitely download the app. But if you just stop there, I mean, definitely do it. But if you just stop there, you've deceived yourself. That your life is not going to change. And then he just makes this statement, do what it says. Do what it says. The problem is, we know, because we've been navigating this through for thousands of years as humans, the cost is in the doing. Okay? That one app uh, to learn piano, yeah, that might have been 99 cents. You know, whatever. I don't know what it was. 99 cents. But that's not the cost of learning the piano, right? We know that. I got to first get the iPhone, put it up there. I got to practice. I got to go over it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. My finances, that little finance app, maybe it's $2.99. That's not the cost of the app. The cost of the app is now that you've given me the information, what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? See, the cost of the calorie counter is not 99 cents. The cost is, I really want the pizza with everything on it, but I got some information, now what am I going to do with it? And now, it's not just in church. We've been downloading information all our lives, even before we were downloading. Like, there are probably some people in here, I'm one of them, so just so you know, 
I weigh myself every day. I weigh myself every day. Every morning I stand and I look at the scale and then I'm either happy or sad. I look or I'm either successful or non or whatever emotion you want in there. So if I, if I deprive myself of liquids for a month, happy, okay? If I, if I don't and I'm just eating whatever I want, sad. I don't do anything with the information, right? Every morning I wake up, oh man, I'm, I'm three pounds, oh, oh, oh man, what happens? I, oh, that's terrible, oh, oh I'm going to make some changes, oh, man, oh, oh, and that feeling, I get it good enough, yep, yeah, it hurts, oh, what a loser, oh, job well done. I've just deceived myself because it didn't, I got the information. I, down, I was a hearer. I was a downloader, but I wasn't a doer. Now watch what he says. That's really cool. He says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what, he, what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror. Now, for them, the, the, the cool thing about James is during, he didn't have mirrors like we have nowadays. So we're even more guilty of it. These are the mirrors we have today. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things. It'll come up behind me, hopefully, or not. Did you have this problem when you were doing it, Nate? I hate it. Technology. Ugh. Yeah, there it is. You ever seen one of those? Do you know, have you ever looked into one of those things? Don't, don't do that. Your pores are like the size of golf balls in the, one of those things. I've seen hair, hairs in those that look like lumberjacks needed to go at them. I, they're just, it's very frightening. They didn't have that back then. They had either a metal uh, plate that was polished, that was kind of, or they would, there'd be a, a basin of water, and in the morning you would go and you would look over into the water and you'd see your reflection. This is what James is talking about. He's like, if you just hear and you don't do, you're like the person who every day gets up and just goes, huh, all right. And we make decisions based on that. We put on makeup or we, one of the decisions I've been trying to make is I'm, I'm in this year going to grow more hair because uh, the mirror has shown me that, uh, yeah, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to take over, Mark, okay? All right, cool. Let's go to this next uh, scripture. It says, anyone who looks at the word does not do what it says. It's like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. You look, you're like, oh man, I got, I got, I got to lose some weight. Out you go and you don't change anything about your life. That's what it's like. Here's what it looks like in church or with the word of God. The Word of God gives us insight into who God is, okay? It shows us how magnificent He is, how holy He is, how, um, how all-powerful He is. And it shows us stuff about ourselves, how we don't, we don't match up to that. And so what happens is we get into a situation, maybe it's in our quiet time, where we, 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 we sit down and we open it up and we go, oh, man, this is just so Oh, this is so rich, you know, and this is why I'm always encouraging you to read your Bibles. There's so many great things in there. And so you do, and you get it, and you're like, man, yeah, totally. You know what? D David was right when he wrote this, or yeah, Paul hit it on the head, and then we get done, and our day looks like every other day we've ever had since the time we accepted Christ. 
Because when we signed the contract with Jesus, when we said, I'm, I'm going to follow you forever, I'm going to do it, I'm going I'm to, you know, there was a cost involved. See, the cost of doing is high. And, and James is saying, look, if, if you're just going to like look and feel bad and go, oh, oh man, oh, that's terrible, and off you go. He's like, you've deceived yourself. You, you're just like someone who just looks in the mirror, says, yep, I'm a loser, and doesn't make any changes. And James seems to be saying, that's super dangerous. That's super dangerous. And I think it comes down to this cost thing. That we, we, we had an expectation that it was going to be easy and God was going to forgive me of my sins and then, and then life was going to go on and maybe I wouldn't have any problems or whatever. And so there's all these applications in the scripture that are super valuable, that are su- like they're just, they'll change your life. They'll, they'll, it's worth signing the contract for. And yet all week long we play grace. All week long. Well, God's, God's going to forgive me. I'm going to just, oh, man, because that, it, just, it, it just masks everything. And God's going, oh, do you know, you downloaded that app. Now, just put it into practice. Just do it if you want to quote the one. So he says, oh, oh sorry, I forgot I wasn't uh, changing it from, from there. He says, after looking at himself in the mirror, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man, listen to this, we're, we're going we're gonna to cut this verse in half. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. If you have a Bible um, and you write things in it, underline that word freedom because it doesn't seem like freedom, does it? I mean, Honestly, let's just talk about the different things that the Bible speaks clearly on. Um, The Bible says, um, owe no man debt except the debt of love. Uh, The Bible says that um, the borrower is slave to the lender. The Bible essentially teaches, don't go into debt, right? And and yet, when we're there, and we're in our decision-making mode, and we, we're, we're, we want, you know, and all the credit card companies, I mean, look for the word freedom in the credit card stuff. It's, it's there. They'll use the word. If you have a credit card, you just, you're just, you got a lot of freedom. You can buy this. You can do this. You can get places. You can rent things. You can do stuff because you got your credit card. I think one of them actually has freedom in their tagline, but I'm not sure... Uh, it might be Chase or something like that. No, that's Chase what matters. Wow, this message brought to you by the financial industry. Um, no, but, but, but there's this idea that of, of freedom. But what have we seen? Debt is bondage. Debt is bondage. I mean, you, it's bondage. But, but see, the cost of not using the credit card is difficult. It's hard. It means I have to do without And so I'd rather open up the credit card bill, feel enough guilt to say, ah, this is going to be the week. And it kind of lets you feel better, and then off you go again. But there's no freedom in debt. Now, look at the flip side. Do you know anyone who doesn't have any debt? 
what's the number one thing they say? I feel so free. Oh, I'm so glad to be out from under it, right? Let's look at our sexuality. I mean, all the world screaming, hey, you know, come on. Let's, can't we just admit there's no way to stop having sex? I mean, we're just, you just go on. Birds do it, bees do it, whatever the whole thing is, you know. Does it say trees? Does is trees rhyme with bees? Because trees, okay, anyway. Um, but it's this whole freedom, freedom, sexual liberty, right? Two consenting adults, it's freedom. But what do we know? We know that relationships outside of a man and a woman forever don't end up the way God intended, and there's a price to pay. It's not freedom. For those who've been sexually active through their teen years, whatever, and they go in their 30s, none of them, I've not heard one person go, my biggest regret was I should have had more sex with more people. I really would have it now. But at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever, it's difficult. There's a cost. Freedom comes at a cost. And James knows this, but he says, if you would look at the law that brings liberty. My, 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 when I was a young kid, my pastor, I've told the story before, Paul Cedar, he who has ginormous hands, they were gigantic hands, uh, told me I needed to tithe when I became a Christian. That's not freedom. 10% of my income? Now, I mean, at the time when you're delivering papers, what's the big deal? But when you start making 40, 50, 60, six figures, when you start heading up into the things, that does not sound like freedom. It sounds like bondage. What sounds like freedom is I take that 10% and I buy myself a little something, something, and now I'm enjoying life and all that. But what do we find? It doesn't work that way. The people who tithe, who live according to God's word, the law that brings liberty, they're just free in their finances. It's, 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 it's an anomaly. It's weird. You give to God and you feel better about your finances. It's the law that brings liberty, right? Think about relationships. Somebody hurts you, what does the Bible say? Forgive them. How many times? Seven times? No, no, just keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep forgiving. That does not seem like freedom. Because, see, if you hurt me and I can hold it over you, now I've got control. I've got something. That feels like power. But God says, no, let it go. Let the bitterness go. Don't, don't let it have a hold on you. It, it'll grow a root. It'll bring forth death. And you go, ah, this is what James is talking about. Watch what he says. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go to that next, next slide. So, if you turn your Bible correctly, um, it says this, but the man looks intently at the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. See, we know this. We know it in our workouts, right? Even if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're just here to kind of for self-betterment, that James isn't coming up with anything new. You know that if you work out, you feel better, you probably live longer, you can do more stuff, and it brings freedom. Is working out easy? No, uh-uh, it's not. We, we know this in our dieting, you know. We'll lose some weight, we'll, be, wow, we'll feel better, we can walk up a flight of stairs without collapsing, and this is great, it brings freedom, right? But, what's it, but when you take that, when it comes time to make the decision of what I'm going to buy, that's the hard part. And that's where James wants our focus. 
Remember we talked about every decision is an opportunity. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. There's an opportunity, and God says, do it. Take the step. One of the things we fall into, like we do in any other area of our life, like working out or eating, is we try real hard for one day. Like we don't go, we just say, I'm not going to eat anything today. But that doesn't work. It's these incremental steps. And so what I'll see in a lot of people's lives, if you just take, let's just take giving, for example, is they'll, they'll go, I want to tithe, I want to tithe. I just, if you only knew what I had in this and that and that and that. And then they'll take a step of faith and, and maybe they'll do an auto pay or whatever. And it doesn't equal the full 10%, okay? They just put it in. They're like, I'm just going to start here. And all of a sudden, they begin to get success in that. And they begin to go, you know what, God, God like did some stuff. Like it's, it's working. And so they, they do a little bit more. And they, I've watched this happen. I can't tell you how many times. A little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Until finally, they're obedient. And they're like, I have freedom in my finances for the first time in my life. Because all those questions you have to ask yourself during that process are the questions God wants you asking. I've seen it happen many, many times in relationships. People I've married here. It's like, hey, the sex thing, no touchy until you're married, right? And so it's like, oh, man, it's difficult, it's difficult. But they do it, they do it, they do it. And, and all of a sudden, they come back and go, oh, we are so glad. We don't have the bondage that we had. It's true. You're blessed in all that you do. We look intently into the law that brings freedom. And we don't just learn it. We don't just download it. We apply it. Because here's the thing I know about God. God is not going to do it for you. God Almighty is waiting for you to take that step. And then he comes in and becomes your strength to be able to carry it through. Let me show you how Jesus said this. Jesus got done with, uh, with one of the greatest sermons ever. It's a Sermon on the Mount. And if you were sitting in that sermon, you would be like, oh, you'd feel all the things like, don't do that well. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. You got me, Jesus. Oh, don't, don't bring up, oh, I brought it up, right? You'd just be at the end of the Sermon on the Mount going, that guy ripped us to shreds. I feel closer to God. Well, God, Jesus, had something to say at the end of it all. And he said this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, do you know how hard it is to build a house on a rock? It's hard. It's very hard. Rocks aren't flat. You got to scrape rocks. You got to prepare them. You got to drill through rock in order to set anchors down. I mean, building a house on the rock is hard work. And Jesus is going, just go, just do it. Just start. Don't try to find another place to build. Okay, it's hard and it takes a long time. Stay there and work through the process. Don't say, well, because later I'll, I'll cheat. Later on, it, it says the sand is the other one. Um, but let's say you pick wood instead. God's saying, no, there, there's not, it's one or the other, rock or sand. There's no in-between. Stay on the rock. 
keep going. He says, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. That is the kind of life God wants to have for you, or God has for you, wants you to have. That, that's it. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. When your boss does this, or your spouse does this, or your kids do this, or you get into financial problems, and it's like, ah, oh, it's like, yeah, we're going to drill a little farther down in the rock. But if you don't, if you just go, yeah, I know I should, you've deceived yourself, is what James is saying. We're going to, I'm going to give you our last, po- like the point for the morning that you can write in your notes there, and then we're going to um, have a time of just kind of reflection. Um, Here's the point. It's not what God convicts you to do. It's not what God convicts you to do. You can be convicted all day long. You can sit in sermon after sermon after sermon and go, oh, I got to have a quiet time. I got to go, oh, oh, man, that one really got me. Woo! It's not what God convicts you to do. It's what you do.